Hey, what's up, dudes? It's Chris here. We got a great pod for you today. I break down the Bills' victorious performance against Seattle on Sunday. I personally apologize to AJ Klein on behalf of me and Bills fans everywhere, and some Josh Allen stats that'll tell you where he ranks in the pantheon of great QBs. You're going to love this pod. Bills dudes. Hey guys, don't forget Thanksgiving is right around the corner. And during this time, the year's gone by so fast, but there's one thing that I'm thankful for every day. Pepsi. Yes, that's right, Pepsi, the unofficial sponsor of the Bills Dudes podcast. I am so grateful when I have an ice cold Pepsi in my hand and that little fuzzy bubbling hits the tip of your nose, whether it's a cherry Pepsi, a Diet Pepsi, or a regular Pepsi. Anytime I'm holding the Pepsi, I am thankful. So do yourself a favor, show some gratitude, pop open a Pepsi, and give thanks. Pepsi, it's delicious, isn't it? How sweet it is to be seven and two. Ooh, uh, Buffalo, seven and two. How sweet it is to be seven and two. That's right, baby. The Buffalo Bills are now seven and two after defeating the Seattle Seahawks on Sunday, 44 to 34. They are first place in the AFC East. They are third in the AFC. They, right now, they would play the Las Vegas Raiders, if the season ended today. But let's talk about this freaking game. What a win. What a win. Okay, I'm not going out on a limb here by saying that this is Sean McDermott's signature win. We criticize him all the time. This is a guy that was 3-15 and against teams that have made the playoffs. And guess what? Seattle will be there. At the end of the NFL season, they will be competing for a Super Bowl bid. They will either be in the Super Bowl or they will be in the NFC Championship. And McDermott finally came through. He finally came through. This is nothing like we saw from the last four games. The offense was clicking. The defense found their mojo. I'm going to get into that later. But let's talk about this win for the Buffalo Bills, and for Sean McDermott, okay? Now, he's in a battle for his soul, right? Because when this team wins, this team is winning on offense. They're firing on all cylinders. Josh Allen was out there freaking dealing all Sunday afternoon. And Sean McDermott is a defensive-minded coordinator who every time that ball goes in the air when they're up more than two scores, hates it, grinds his teeth, doesn't want to do it. To him, it's all about field position, winning the turnover battle, and salting that game away when you're up two scores in the second half. But that's the old NFL. That's not the new NFL. The game has changed so much. I mean, we ran the ball, what, nine times maybe, something like that, and Josh Allen was dealing all day long. I think we had two running plays in the first half. Holy cow. And Sean McDermott, okay, 
he's really got to check himself on that because this is how this team's going to win. I know the defense had an extraordinary day, but big picture, this team is at its best. It is humming on all cylinders when the offense is clicking. So listen to this. The Bills have gained more than 20 first downs in the first nine games of the season. The last two teams to do that were the 2018 Rams and the 2017 Patriots. Guess what? Both of those teams went to the Super Bowl. You know what happened in 1992? The Buffalo Bills went to the Super Bowl and they did the same thing. 20 plus first downs in the first nine games. And that tells you something, right? That tells you that this team is, a, is an elite offense. It's an elite offensive team. It's in the top tier. I don't know what happened the last four games. Well, I kind of do know what happened. Hang on. Let me put on the tinfoil hat for a conspiracy, Chris. I think Josh Allen hurt his shoulder or his ribs or something in that Las Vegas game. And I think it was kind of limiting his accuracy and limiting his ability to, to really pull the trigger and really throw the rock around. And I think he's healed up and I think he's back. This offense found their mojo. True. True. I know what you're going to say. The Seahawks are the worst pass defense in the league. They give up 360 yards a game, but those passes still have to be on target. They still have to be accurate. And Josh Allen was facing a fierce, fierce blitz. Jamal Adams is no joke. And that guy was in the pocket. It felt like every play. Carlos Dunlap was a force. That's a guy I wanted the Bills to get the trade the line. He was in the pocket all day. The pocket was muddy. Okay. And he had to deal with blitzers coming. He knew that they were going to blitz every single time. They were hungry. They had seven sacks. Before that game, the Seahawks had 12 sacks for the entire year. Yeah. That's right. 12 sacks for the entire year. Yesterday they had seven. So they were in Josh Allen's face. But big picture, great win. We're seven and two. We're holding off Miami. We established our offense again, and the defense got their mojo back. Okay. I'm going to break down the offense and the defense. But first, here's some stats to impress the ladies. All right. So, hike. Let's break down the offense first, okay? The Bills had an offensive mentality. That's what I talked about in the preview. They weren't going to punt more than two times. If they were, they were going to lose this game. They came out the very first drive. What happens? Andre Roberts has a 50-something yard kickoff return. The Bills score within 84 seconds. And that was the only time the game was tied and the Bills had to lead the rest of the game. So there was 84 seconds where this game was tied. The Bills led the entire ball game and they came out and they made a mark right away on their very first possession. And then they kept doing it. You know, Pete Carroll, he was in a press conference and he said, I had no idea they would decide to just completely abandon the run. Well, hey, guess what, Pete? You have the worst passing defense in the entire NFL. Why would we ever run the ball? Why? What's the point? Come on, Pete, you're better than that. Seahawks have some trouble on the defensive side of the ball. We, we know that. Ken Norton's under, under a lot of pressure. But the Bills came out and did with exactly what they were supposed to do. They put the foot on the pedal. They were passing, passing, passing. Even though they knew that they were going to be blitzed every single time, 
Seahawks did nothing about it. What I liked about this game on offense is the matchups. Okay. These are definitely pro athletes, pro NFL players. But what the Bills do really well is anytime there's man coverage, Josh Allen is at his best in man coverage because Steph Diggs, John Brown, and Cole Beasley are three of the best receivers in the NFL at creating space. You should go on Twitter and watch some of those highlights of their routes. I'm going to post some on the Bills Dudes Twitter feed, but you see the amount of space that Steph Diggs, Beasley, and Brown were getting off the line of scrimmage when they were clearing out that one side of the field. They were getting five to seven yards. When you remember watching that game, all you saw was green and you saw a blue jersey catching the ball. That's how much space these guys were getting in this man coverage. You know, and we talked about this in a couple other previous pods where we struggled against Tennessee, where we struggled against Kansas City, struggled against New England at times. Those teams have a nice zone scheme. And that's where Josh hesitates a little bit because he has to diagnose because he doesn't know if the defender is going to trail the, the the route runner, trail the wide receiver. But when it's man, Josh Allen can deal. It's To, to Josh in those situations, it's basically seven on seven, just kind of practice throwing the ball around because – those wide receivers get so much space. They get so open. It's easy for them to get open. And it makes the job so much easier for Josh to throw the ball where he wants to and give them room to run. That's another thing that he's done really well. He's obviously surpassed everything that he did last year. And by the way, he's only 19 yards away from surpassing his entire yardage total from last season. I think he's at 25-16. Last year he was 25-90 or something like that in total passing yards for the entire season, which is fantastic. But the one thing he's done really well this year, and especially in this game I noticed a lot more, is he's allowing receivers to get yak yard after the catch. He's throwing people open. So he's putting the ball in a spot where they can continue their route and they can continue their stride and hopefully gain an extra five or six or seven yards. And then you saw in some of those other situations where Diggs was able to cut up the field and he's fast. And John Brown, the same thing in that screen pass, he threw it where he, John was able to continue where Smoke was able to continue to curl up the field because the Seahawks had a blitz on and he was able to almost score a touchdown on that. And that's another thing, you know, kudos to Brian Dable because even though in the face of all of those blitzes, they weren't doing too, trying to do too many line of scrimmage screens. What they did was they were attacking the edge of the field. So you had a lot of wide receiver screens. You had a lot of um, running back screens where the ball was coming out, not so much around the, the left or right tackle. That ball was coming out almost at the hash, at the outside of the hash, which gave them a running lane to go up the sideline. Because if you notice, the Seahawks were blitzing Adams, so they were running screens opposite side of Jamal Adams, which gave them the ability to run up the field even longer because he's a great tackler. He's a great pursuer. But – the other defenders on the Seahawks are, aren't as great as Jamal Adams, unfortunately. So the Bills had an opportunity to really get 10 or 15-yard chunks on some of those screenplays because of they countered Seattle's aggressive nature in blitzing. I mean, it, it was I think it was the second highest rate that Josh Allen had seen blitz coverage in his entire career. And I, and I believe the numbers were he was 18 of 23 off those dropbacks where he was blitz. And, and that is fantastic because if you remember back to his rookie season, you remember that Packer game at Lambeau field, he Mike Mike Patton's defense, that that's a defense that also blitzes hard. They are, they are blitz friendly. 
And Josh was spinning and twirling into blitzers and didn't understand how to step up in the pocket. He didn't have his feet under him, and he was looked very chaotic in that game. And it's great to see, if you think about that Packer game, how long, how much he's progressed from, from just totally looking like a deer in the headlights and not knowing what to do, where his first instinct was to run and bail. Now for him, it's stand tall in the pocket. The pocket's muddy around your feet. Hold on to the ball and deliver a strike if it's there. If not, run, get four or five yards, slide down. And he's really evolved from what we've seen rookie season to his his leap this year. And it's it's all true. He's made an amazing leap from his second to third year. I think he's third or fourth in the league in passing yards. There's only Mahomes and maybe Matt Ryan that are ahead of him at the moment. And he's done a fantastic job. Also, I don't know if you heard, is, is Josh Allen's grandmother passed away the night before the game. And he had a heavy heart going into this game. And I read something that he collapsed into the offensive coordinator's arms, Brian Dable, after the game because it was a very, very emotional, emotional day for him, as as you guess it would. And on a side story, once that news got out, this is why I love Bill's Mafia so much. When that news got out, a tweet went out saying, why doesn't why don't we all Bill's Mafia donate $17 to this children's hospital? in the name of Josh Allen's grandmother as a tribute. And from the last tally that I saw, the total is 63,000. It's ridiculous. Bill's Mafia knows how to step up. Um, we really care. We care about our players. We care about our players' families. We care about the community. And that's it's just so wonderful to be a part of the Bill's Mafia and, and a part of that community. Um, and if you remember the last time we did something like that was Andy, Andy Dalton on, on such a large scale when Andy Dalton got us into the playoffs and we donated to his charity, which was also also a nice, nice feeling. But Josh Allen, offensive MVP, he was dealing 31 of 38, 40, 415 yards, three touchdown passes. He had a rushing uh, rushing touchdown as well. He's accounted for 19 touchdown passes this season. I think he has five rushing touchdowns. He's 24, 25 total touchdowns, five picks. His projected total this year according to las vegas was 20 and a half he's going to probably surpass that in the next week or two amazing stuff from josh allen okay now let's go over to the defense all right before i start i have something very very important to say to someone aj klein talking to you man look i'm human we all make mistakes and i just want to say on behalf of bill's fans and myself i'm sorry i'm sorry i doubted you i'm sorry that i was so hard on you i'm sorry i questioned why are you on this team i'm i'm sorry i said why is he playing so much? I'm sorry I dragged your name through the mud. Okay? And I take it all back. Because what you did in this game was absolutely incredible. And you just have to understand from the past, this Bills organization for some reason favors Panthers. And we've had, we've had, you know, we've had some heartbreak from some Panthers coming into town showing this biased Panther organization thing. Okay, we've had our Tom Tolberts and Calvin Benjamins and um, who else? 
Ray Ray McLeod and, you know, maybe Josh Norman now. And we've been heartbroken. We, we, we don't, we don't understand why some of these people were on the field at times. And we just thought you were going to be in the long line of Panthers that just were here for one year and they just aggravated us and frustrated us and just annoyed us. But you know what? This was the AJ Klein game. And I'm proud of you, man. And I'm sorry. So let's talk about this defense, okay? Specifically AJ Klein. He had five tackles, one tackle for a loss, two sacks, four QB hits, one forced fumble, one fumble recovery, and one pass breakup. This game was special for our defense, not only because we were facing maybe the best offense in the NFL besides Kansas City, but this game was special because our defense got our mojo back. We had interceptions. We've only had two interceptions this year, and we had two in this game. We got a bunch of sacks. Besides A.J. Klein's two sacks, Jerry Hughes, Mario Addison, Tremaine Edmonds all had sacks. And Tremaine Edmonds looked a lot more aggressive than he had in the past. So you want to ask, what's different? What did you see different? So here's what the Bills did. They said, you know, I think they realized that A.J. Klein isn't that great in coverage. I think we all realized A.J. Klein isn't that great in coverage. I think that's where a lot of our frustration came from. But what they did with A.J. Klein is they brought him up to the line of scrimmage along with Jordan Poyer, and they're bringing those guys from certain spots. So Russell Wilson had to adjust. Where was this blitz coming from? And you know what they did with Klein? He's, he's a good athlete. He just can't cover. Okay? So they used him as almost a, a Bryce Pop edge rusher. They used him in certain situations where he can blitz from the weak side. And you saw when he forced that fumble on Russell Wilson and he knocked the ball. Russell Wilson never saw him coming. So they were using him as an edge rusher, basically. And because if he's a little bit quicker, it has a burst to him. He was able to get to the quarterback. And Seattle had some situations where the pocket was blown up or plays were blown up because they had not only to account for Jordan Poyer, who was lurking around the line. We used Jordan Poyer the same way Seattle was using Jamal Adams, but A.J. Klein was coming in as well. So you had to account for both of those guys and decide if they were going to blitz, where they were blitzing from, and who was going to be open in they, if they did blitz. So that gave us a little bit more time. And Russell Wilson had to take a little bit more time to diagnose what was happening on the back end of the field. So you would see, that's why a lot of those tight end plays, you remember there were a lot of tight ends that were getting 10 or 12 yard gains. That was normally going to be A.J. Klein's area or whatever he was going to charge. So if he didn't get to Russ in time, then most likely there was going to be a tight end open at some point in the field who had space to turn, to turn up. But this defense... I know we talked about this for a long time, for weeks coming up to this game. It was very frustrating to watch this defense think that they had the tenacity to rush four people to get to the quarterback. And they were so stubborn and they stuck with it for so long. And something happened in, after the second half of that Jets game. We're like, you know what? These quarterbacks are too comfortable in the pocket. We need to turn up the heat. And they started turning up the heat starting in that second half of that Jets game. 
and they were making things very difficult. In the Patriot game, Cam Newton struggled because of them disguising the line of scrimmage. You didn't know who was blitzing. We used our safety at the line of scrimmage, and it's been causing a lot of problems for teams because they have to make a quick decision. If you're not a great quarterback at diagnosing a defense, if you're not a great decision maker at where you want to put the ball when this, that blitz is coming, and Jordan Poirier is getting there quick, man. He'll get there in two seconds or less. You're in trouble. And that's what the Bills figured out. We're playing against quarterbacks that aren't necessarily the Breezes or Brady's that get the ball out fast to where the, and they know where they want to go, Aaron Rodgers. You're not going to get away with that all the time against those quarterbacks. But against the lower half of the quarterbacks in the league, you can blitz. You can get away with blitz. We, we're not getting burned on those blitzes because Trey White is an elite cornerback. He's one of the top three corners in the league. And if you're looking for your number one uh, wide receiver, he's got him blanketed. No problem. I have no issue – with Trey White covering a wide receiver for three to four seconds, three to five seconds out there in the field, okay? The other side, we may have Micah Hyde or Levi Wallace covering somebody, which is fine, but you have to make a quick decision and your throw needs to be on the money, all right? And I have no problem with that whatsoever. But with these quarterbacks that we're going up against, continue the same pressure, continue, continue the same blitzes. So Harrison Phillips was deactivated, okay? What the Bills also did was they were sticking with their defensive front. They weren't rotating a lot of players. And so there were players that had, you know, Jerry Hughes and Ed Oliver and, and Murphy and, and Jefferson and Addison. Those guys had a majority of the snaps because they didn't want to, they wanted consistency. And those guys are playing at a better level than the guys that they're rotating in. So they were totally comfortable with bringing in spot people here and there, but not like their usual rotations were. And they did great. And also in the nickel situation, you saw a little bit of Saran Neal. You saw a little bit more of Dean Marlowe. You saw him lurking around the line of scrimmage. And that was fine, too. Okay, we had the, none of that cost us whatsoever. But all in all, the defense played great. They were aggressive. I think that's what we like to see. We want to see sacks. You need to put pressure on the quarterback. And you see what happens when, that, when they do. You get fumbles. You get sacks. You get drive-killing stops. You get interceptions. And the Bills did that successfully today. And I hadn't seen Seattle or Russell Wilson under that much duress all season. And it was something that over time he wasn't comfortable with. And he was hit or knocked down 16 times. That is a lot for a quarterback to go through. Okay, He's definitely feeling that today. And I don't know how much longer they can do that. They tried to mix in some, some run plays. And... Travis Homer on sweeps and whatever, and those were just eaten up. They were eaten alive on those, and that wasn't working for them. So they only had a one-trick pony going on. They had to try to pass the ball, and they just kind of, you know, they they, they had 400-something yards of total offense, but they just couldn't consistently continue drives because we had a lot of pressure on, on Russ, and that's what you have to do. That's how you beat Russ, you know. So hats off to the defense. A.J. Klein, my player of the game, Josh Allen, Player of the game on offense. The Bills are now 7-2, and two, traveling next week to face the Cardinals. I'll have the preview up for you Thursday or Friday. And have a great week. Be safe. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for subscribing. Appreciate you guys. Bills Mafia. Bills Dudes.